Welcome back to another episode of the Peak Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Trudowski. This is my co-host, Ty. What's up, bro? Adam, how's it going? Good, man. Good. Yeah. Um, man, we uh we had some some rough times scheduling yeah. these yeah, this recording man. episode today, right? Yeah, life getting busy, dude. Um, for everybody. Yeah. So yeah. Lots of things. Yeah. It's okay. We'll 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 get the schedule and stuff down yeah. better. We'll figure out a way to get all three of us on the same page. Hey, we still made it though. Oh, we did. I'm glad. Had to work some things around, but you know, it's fine. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, we got here. Uh, we did. Um, so how's everything going? Good. Good, man. Again, uh, just staying busy. Yeah. Right? Trying to stay productive, just like everyone else out there. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think things are going pretty good out there. Cool. 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 School going good. Yeah. School's going good. Uh, they're hammering us. Uh, but, you know, uh, it's going pretty smooth. Uh, grades are fine. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's all I can ask for. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh no, uh learning's going good, man. Uh excited for some things coming up, some research projects good. going on. So um lots of cool conversations. Good, so, good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. How about you, man? Oh, uh, you know, everything's going good. Um, yeah. you know, some new clients. Uh just put had three new coaching clients sign up. Nice. That's um good. so yeah, we're just, you know, keep on rocking and rolling. Yeah. Um so GP's still going good? GP's good. Really okay. enjoy that, really enjoy the gym. Um, you know, getting more equipment in off and all the time. So yeah um that's that's a good spot yeah pretty cool keep space. changing things yep um yeah uh that man um i did a presentation the a few weeks ago for my networking group yeah and it ended up being like they wanted stress management techniques yeah so i sat down at like 11 o'clock at night and wrote out 47 slides later really? and i'm like well i've got i want to turn this into a guide yeah well, so then I'm going through it. I'm like, actually, let's turn this into like a hundred page book. So I've actually started writing writing the stress management yeah uh, book. Um, about ten pages in of my hundred plus pages yeah. that I'm my goal is. So yeah, I figured I figured you know it's ten ten uh, tactics like you know using nature and things like this. Yeah. But um. I'm like ten page, like write a ten page paper on each one. Yeah, like that's a hundred pages plus an intro. I mean, you're looking at a hundred and yeah, you know, five hundred and ten pages. That's nice, you got a little you know. short, so, short uh, mm-hmm. book coming out. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's t- time t- time game because I'm not really like like gonna dive hard into it. But absolutely, yeah. got a lot of other things going on, mm-hmm. man. Like you said, new training clients. Yeah, I mean, uh, they take priority. Yeah, uh, so so, uh, but in your free time, I mean. Like knocking out ten pages at a time or a few pages yeah. at a time, just nipping away at it. Well, the nice thing about it is I can just go through and, you know, take my power, take my outline that I use for my PowerPoint presentation and start extrapolating on that and, and diving in a little deeper on that, and then and I won't keep it into each section, you know, just almost like each document. So it's like, okay, well, how many pages is this? How much, you know, where is this at? So it's like I'm just going to be cycling through each topic, oh, and, then just, and just writing a little bit more and finding, you know, more data, like finding such, you know, things that help, you know, go against or for, you know, yeah, like how kind of data. So what you're saying like, hey, yep. this is what I'm basing it on, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's- just do them as separate topics and then merge them all together, and then go through and edit them where they flow really well together. So nice. it's kind of, kind of, kind of the goal. Yeah, project got a project going that's a yeah. really cool project uh right. excited excited to get a read in on that see what you got in there yeah, it'll be a little bit but... yeah hey that's all right that's i'm all right. not 
I don't I'm know the average length that it takes to write a book, any any I don't know. type of book. I don't know. I don't know. Not but author. But and I also I didn't talk about it at the presentation or anything, but I might add in some like supplementation stuff probably sure. for it. So well. did you present this information in front or I did. I and did. then and now you were like, man, and everyone's really got something. Mm, and everyone said that was really like they, they got a lot out of it. Good. And I was trying to squeeze 47 slides into about a 15, 20 minute presentation was kind of hard. Yeah. So I just yeah. briefly went over all the, all the topics and, yeah. you know, it was basically like, you know, the, the tactic, you know, a few, versions like say breathing you know box breathing or something you know yeah. you know diaphragmic breathing different things like that sure. and then the benefits and then practical application sure um so it was like four slides five slides per per, per topic, topic. Mm -hmm. nice hit the quick points the yep. main ones and i'm sure some people wanted like further explanations yep. mm -hmm. though so uh they're looking forward to that book yeah, so yeah, so i hope it'll be good yeah well, 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 well i mean I'll, I'll do it what's the worst case scenario yeah i have a lot of content that no one wants no that no one wants to read. Sure. I was like, fine. there's plenty of books out it's there. It's evergreen so. content. It's fine. Yeah. It's, like, it's okay. And learning something along the mm -hmm. way, man. Um, people don't realize like little projects like that. Yeah, you yep. may be doing it for a target audience out there. But, dude, you're going to get a lot out of it, a lot of self-growth out of it. Well, I was going to say, that's so. the education aspect, even like the, the further, deeper research within the, within each topic. Um, you know, it's going to be really important, I think. So, yeah. It'll help coaching and everything like that too. I like that, dude. I think everyone should have like little projects mm -hmm. like that, whether it's woodworking or mm -hmm. writing folk or I mean, do whatever you want. I'm I'm not a woodworker. Yeah, I'm, I'm not... getting ready to like build shelves and yeah, as you're about to completely revamp everything, like my closets and everything like this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have... there's a lot of growth whenever you do little projects like that. A little, a little DIY, a little project. That's yeah, like, yeah. We'll have to build a workbench first. A little Before project, and yeah. it's going to be like a going to turn into massive things. Yeah. Luckily, I got my a bunch of tools from my parents' house that my yeah. dad's not using anymore, so I didn't have to go buy a bunch of tools. I like that. I have to buy price. some, but they get, they get a little pricey. Yeah, they get a little oh, pricey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So you know, everything's going good in both our worlds. It seems I like. like. Um, so we're going to jump into our topic. Yeah, let's get um, into it. So today we're going to be talking about weightlifting and cardio. Um, you know, and what that kind of looks like, you know, how they can play a role within each other. Sure. Um, you know, we can talk about a few different things, you know, within like bodybuilding versus athletics and blah, blah, blah you know, because yeah, yeah. those are two different worlds. Yeah. Those are two different things. Really? Um, we kind of covered some of this, I think, um, on our cross training episode. We dabbled. We dabbled. Um, so, you know, like there is some information on there on that episode if everyone wants to go back and check that out i don't remember what episode that is <laughs> yeah uh i think it's like i think it's like episode 11 it may have been 11. like three episodes i think it's like maybe. 10 or 11 yeah it's like uh, that um i'll put it in the show notes yeah i'll put it in the descriptions um but yeah so cardio and weightlifting you know so what are your thoughts on that um when someone asks you about cardio and how they whether they should or should not implement that within their weight training program um, and or when, um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, man, I think it, well, I think it really depends. Uh, obviously, <laughs> go back to what is the goal, what's the specific goal, um, especially uh, I haven't done bodybuilding. You, mm. uh, like you were saying, bodybuilding versus athletics. Uh, it's going to be completely different, mm. right? Cardio has even more of a place, I believe, uh, in athletics, right? Well, it depends on the sport, but uh, you you need some level of cardio, whether even if it's just sprints or mm. an endurance base, so you're you're running a long distance. Um, so I think it is is there's a lot of uh, it's very situational. Uh, I know, like in the past, for me, I like to run, 
uh, I'll tell people like every November, like I'll run a 10K on Sunday. Mm. Uh, it sounds like a lot, but I only do it in November. Just I just like doing it just to see if I can do it. Like mm. another challenge for me. Uh, I know like in a run bodybuilding, you you kind of may look at it as uh, like too much energy expenditure uh, mm. running, you know, for 50, 60 minutes at a mm. time or something along those lines. But I, I just saw it as another challenge. So I think uh, it's different for everyone. Yeah. So how do you feel about personally have you ever like how do you see cardio in your personal uh fitness journey or health journey i mean personally i mean <laughs> yeah i was like i'm good i'm good yeah um you know like i mean i get my steps in whatever yeah. but i mean here's the thing i can do anything i put my mind to absolutely so you know i don't know what point it was like it's been years ago but um it's probably been a good like eight years since I since I really like ran like long distance of any sort. But there was one time I hadn't ran for years, and I was like, "I'm gonna start running." Yeah. And I took off and I ran eight miles. Yeah. Like I just kept going. Yeah. Like, okay, like yeah, it sucked, but I just run, like I'm like, okay, so I didn't run eight miles, continue running eight miles, but I like was running like four or five or whatever, like, and so it just one of those things like. If you're looking at long distance running, man, I mean, it's it's more of a mental absolutely it is thing than anything else. Yes, we might have cardiovascular limitations, or you know, sure, you know, VO two, you know, issues or whatever. Like, um, but over time, you'll get better. Yeah. So even if it turns into a like a very light jog, if you're trying to run three miles, you can run three miles. Obviously, there's always going to be those outliers that actually can't run three miles. Yeah. So don't take that for, take that always with everything with the grain of salt. Yes. Because we, because oh, we talk about the general population. Yes. You're right. We try to generalize it. Yes. And so we're not necessarily talking about everything of specific, specific cases, you know? And yeah. so if you're talking about a specific case, obviously, you know, I help consult a healthcare practitioner, you know, whatever fitness coach like to help you do your shit. Mm -hmm. do your yeah. Stuff. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, so, you know, cardio plays, a, can play a really important role. However, I think a lot of people overestimate the, health benefits of long distance running. I mean, there have been, there's documented marathon runners that have dropped with a heart attack after they ran their marathon. Yeah. So if they're like, I think we have to balance that with a healthy amount of muscle mass and resistance training and things like that, you know, not just, just run. So with that to be said, we have to have, still have a resistance training program involved if we are looking at running marathons and things like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on, on that type of stuff? Dude, I think that was a really good point because I, and I may have said it in, in the terms of bodybuilding mm. like in a previous episode, but it's like one extreme or the other, uh, causes mm. issues. So when you're saying like, even like there's documentations of marathon runners mm. still, um, having cardiac issues mm -hmm. or, you know, like, uh, like blood issues or whatever, yeah. else, whatever the case may be um or same thing bodybuilding mm -hmm. like like there's when you get to the extreme ends of things where there's just you only focus on resistance training or you only focus mm -hmm. on cardio you still find a lot of issues so finding a healthy balance is 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 good for everyone especially if you're yeah. talking about longevity um oh 100%. yeah absolutely. yeah I, I absolutely think that so uh i think 
again, and I kind of want to talk about, like you said it, it was a mental thing, especially with cardio. And I don't think people like, that's a huge thing with cardio, mm-hmm. especially because if you've ever ran, you understand like, especially like the first time you haven't done it in a while, you realize you, it gets uncomfortable very quickly. Like whether it may be like you, you've experienced labored breathing really early or you get that annoying little side pain, which is again, kind of like your breathing, but you, mm. yeah, the little side sharp pain. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it gets uncomfortable <laughs> really fast. So um, even if you, your body is able to push farther, like it's a, it's a very big mental thing. So mm. that's, kind of why i enjoyed it uh sometimes uh right like i said i don't i'm not a very frequent runner but mm-hmm. that's why i've enjoyed it in the past because it is a like a mentally strengthening thing too mm-hmm. it's not just strengthening your body but one of the biggest things i think like using cardio and resistance training is that it's like training different energy systems mm-hmm. so that was one thing we learned is like if you train um the different energy systems that help you overall reduce fatigue Mm-hmm. So if you train a little bit of cardio, right, you're training a little bit of resistance training. Um, overall, you're just creating a stronger body and you kind of tap into all those energy systems and get them mm-hmm. some use and some practice, right? Uh, keep them active and keep going. So I think there's a lot of benefits to uh, blending them, but uh, to what degree, is, yeah. Yeah, it's up to you. So, I mean, and I, I agree with that, but we're, we are tapping into those energy systems as long, like longer term energy systems like oxidative and you know the 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 slow twitch muscle fibers yeah. just even walking right absolutely so you know in the context of like bodybuilding because you brought this up um do we really need to have as long as it's running involved no we just need people to walk um right. like for the cardio aspect yeah you know i'm a huge fan of sprints especially for glute development oh really oh yeah yeah, yeah. like there's almost if you're running well if you're running well if you're actually landing on your toe and drive and pulling your body past your leg with you're using glute. Well, so if you're using glute, you're now training your muscle tissue with fast, with, with more, um, higher performance, higher, um, higher power. power, That's what I was, that's the word I was looking for. Higher power movements. Well, have you seen, um, sprinter legs like glutes and legs and stuff dude yeah like you want to train legs go sprint go run some hill go sprint up hills go you know just you know get on a free runner and yeah, then yeah. sprint for you know 15 20 seconds as fast as you can and get off and then that you know really do cool. it again i didn't even think of it mm-hmm. like that as far as um still in a hypertrophy sense like mm-hmm. there's still absolutely fit there right? absolutely right percent. Right? Right? So, and that's what i was talking about like um as like in the bodybuilding realm right like, yeah. like i said because it's just a stereotype that cardio is just it's like uh like blacklisted mm-hmm. and, and 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 hypertrophy training well and you know and so but if you're thinking about cardio we're thinking more oxidative energy system you are thinking that usage you know like more actual um slow twitch muscle fibers whereas when you're sprinting you're still using fast twitch muscle fibers you're still more in glycolytic energy system you're you're not necessarily you know to that extent where you're going into that longer um uh, energy substrate yeah, yeah. that oxidate is. Right. So, I mean, so I, it has, it has purposes. Um, I would re- in bodybuilding context though, you, you said something about, you know, cardio being bad to a degree. I mean, cause long distance running, the longer you train, the more core, more cortisol, we start to drop. Cortisol right. is catabolic. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Cortisol. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can, we can talk about cortisol in a good and bad situations. Yeah. Like, 
you know, and I feel like everyone talks about cortisol and as a negative aspect. For those who don't know, cortisol is like stress one. Yes, yes, yes. When we're stressed out, we release cortisol, adrenaline, and noradrenaline. Mm-hmm. Um, and so cortisol is catabolic. However, we also have to realize catabolism does not mean strictly muscle tissue. Mm-hmm. So we can be catabolic or we have to be catabolic when we're breaking down fat tissue into free fatty acids for usage usage within the energy system. Yeah. Like we have to be catabolic. And so this is this is we can have a whole other topic on this. Yeah. I get like this is one thing that I kind of get frustrated with within the fitness industry because people are like, oh, you have to like do this so you're anabolic. Mm-hmm. If you're not if you're anabolic, you're not catabolic. Anabolic it's like, yeah. it's like that's not how the body works. Yeah. It's not just one in here or here. Yeah. It's not left or right. Such a black and white yeah. way to look at just energy mm-hmm. finisher or yeah, or growth period, however yeah. you mm-hmm. want to view it. Yeah, exactly. it's such a black and white way of looking. Exactly. But you do hear it a lot. You do. You do hear it a lot. It's it's interesting. And you hear it from a lot of like high end professionals and yes. stuff like this that yeah. talk about, you know, catabolism versus anabolism mm-hmm. and you know, muscle protein synthesis, you know, and insulin shutting down, like cortisol production and you know, stopping being kind like, and it's like, you have to be catabolic sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like there's exactly. like, like, yes, there, there's a time and place and for different muscle tissue sure. or for muscle tissue versus fat tissue, you know, yeah. this, then the other, by all means. Yeah. But let's talk, like, we should talk in, in that context more nuanced mm-hmm. than the whole picture. Yes. Than, than black and white all the time within those two. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one thing I kind of want to hit on, you kind of mentioned it, you touched on it earlier was like, um, especially like whenever you're talking about resistance training, uh, a lot of people, uh, resistance training and cardio, uh, you do get a lot of cardiovascular benefits from resistance yes. training as well. So that coupled with cardio mm-hmm. can really improve your cardiovascular. Mm-hmm. You may not have to just run six days a week for mm-hmm. long distance. So well, it's a good blend. You can still get more, what are, more blood vessels, mm-hmm. uh, better blood flow, better respiratory. Mm-hmm. You still get a lot of the cardiovascular benefit from anaerobic activity mm-hmm. which is uh resistance training well and so i would even argue that if we can strengthen be more powerful through our anaerobic type activities mm-hmm. even hit hit style training or sure. sprints or whatever yeah. we are then increasing our uh, effectiveness within long distance because now we can actually utilize, we, if we're growing more muscle tissue, we now have more muscle tissue to propel us and we actually don't have to work as hard to get as far. Absolutely. It actually becomes easier. Yeah. We might be using more energy just because we have more muscle tissue, right? Sure. Or, sure. Or, you know, but the effort that we feel yeah. is then less. Mm-hmm. Like, like we feel like it's less, it's effortless. Which you will have a physio- mm-hmm. physiological like response mm-hmm. in the body, right? Yeah. If something perceives hard, right, your body's going to respond to mm-hmm. that, right? It's going to increase levels, right? In order to try to adapt yeah. to that. So even that perception of it being easier, uh, yeah, you're going to use, like you said, you're going to use more energy. Well, well, I mean, you're, but, but for every stride, you then propel yourself further. You keep your, your speed stays higher because this I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, from my pers- from my perspective, the way I understand it and how I've kind of absorbed the knowledge, our long our 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 s- uh, slow twitch muscle fibers aren't the things that are necessarily moving us faster 
No. Through our through our run. No. Like they can they can go faster, obviously, mm-hmm. but most of the things that are making us run our our mile faster and faster is then faster muscle fibers. It They're is. producing more more force, more power. Traction and right. like yeah, absolutely. And so we're right. both we're using both of those muscle fibers, not just slow twitch or fast twitch. Yeah. We're using both of them at the same time all the time. Just some more than others. Yeah. So if we have and we talked about it in our last episode actually with hypertrophy and I and I was accurate. There was there's a le- they found 11 variations of muscle fibers. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, you know, yeah, like like disgusting. fast like slow twitch muscle fibers that are more glycolytic. So they have so we actually have a it's change more of a spectrum. Yes. We have a more those three big yeah. ones that they and we, do about. And we have the three big ones. Right. But yeah. you have feel spectrums within within there. Like yes, that. yes, yes. I like that. And so you do like you said you have that spectrum like so it's like burst all the way through really slow mm-hmm. like um, to walking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we're using some of everything at the same time. Like, you know, that's where if we did uh, what oxygen te- breath test or whatever, yeah. like when people are running, we can see how much fat they're, they're how much uh, free fatty acids they're burning Absolutely. relative to glycogen through their run. And at what um, thresholds they are burning more fat, more free fatty acids versus Absolutely. Cars, right. Well, then, yeah. Then you will actually be able to kind of see where on that spectrum they're mm-hmm. lying within that yeah. specific within activity. those heart rates and stuff like that. No, do you, have you had experience with with any of the the testing, like treadmill testing or anything oh, like that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, okay, uh, I figured so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, one of the big ones that uh, they that we're taught is like a Bruce protocol uh-huh. test. It's, it's, it's a VO two max test, yeah. but it's very similar. Like they, mm-hmm. it's pretty much uh, yeah. They go through these stages. Uh, <clears throat> but did, you, did they wear the mask and everything? Or, or test the breath. Yeah, yes. they're supposed to. Um, and yes, um, you can even hook them up, uh, eventually get them to, uh, you don't want to do it while they're on it, but you even get uh, EKG strips involved mm. and, and things along yeah. those lines. Yeah, but yeah, it's a VO2 max. It's an actual yeah. thing. It's not just run and then we sit down. And, yeah. And, yeah. But you do take bottles during the entire thing. And- but you actually, so you actually see at what different heart rate thresholds they're burning, what energy substrate? Yes and no. Yeah. Uh, because I know that's a thing. Like, yeah, like, yeah, no, like labs do that. I just didn't know if you had experience um, with that. We haven't done it personally. We've uh, learned about okay. it. The only one that I have physically performed was just the Bruce protocol the test, if you look at it, which is just very heavily on the VO2 max. Yeah. But you get a lot of information yeah. from that. So I understand what you're saying. So like I said, in an actual setting, on an actual cart, I've only done the Bruce protocol yeah, okay. test. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I have had experience. Yeah. Those, Those are really, that, really... But that's really interesting to even like understand that different people are going to be using different amounts of free fatty acids yeah. and glycogen for different heart rates. Like some people might be even at a lower heart rate might have more free fatty acid being burnt than some than glycogen or vice versa. Like so it's 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 interesting like what how the biology is actually changing the energy substrate and based off of genetics and composition and all, like all the variables involved. Absolutely. So I have a question is um what do you say for people who say like cardio isn't for me because I'm in, I only care about hypertrophy or, mm. or, or even vice versa. Someone who says that I only like cardio, I could care less about resistance training. Like, mm. How do you get those guys to blend, especially as a trainer, right? Mm. So how do you get those guys to kind of see the other side, to see that there's some benefit in, in mixing a little bit, even if it's just, Hey, we're going to get on the assault bike all out, mm. uh, 20 seconds, yeah. hop off mm. and then, uh, do whatever you know well i mean so if someone's worried about hypertrophy or something then it's like okay well we're you know 
we're looking at this in the context of physique enhancement. So what is this, how is this going to develop your physique or we're going to use this in a weight loss phase or use this to, you know, help keep our, you know, overall health elevated because the healthier we are, the better we can be at growing muscle tissue and things yeah. like this. And so some high intensity interval training or, you know, cardiovascular training of some sort is going to be beneficial for mitochondrial function. Absolutely. Right. So if the better we can get our mitochondria to function, the more, the better our body functions overall as, as a whole. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then two, on the cardio only side, it's like, well, you're going to die early. <laughs> like, like you're, you're like you're going, you're going to fall. Resistance training. You're going to fall and break the hip. Yeah. You know, you need that. Mu you yeah. need muscle tissue to be able to maintain. Yeah. Think about the protection, the stability mm -hmm. that comes into play. Yes. Uh, so let's be real. So, like muscle tissue helps protect bone. Absolutely. And we land on it with softer than bone, which. Whole other topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no. By the way, people, just so you know, mu muscle tissue is pliable when it's not contracted. It's jiggly too, mm. just like fat. Just yeah, the, the, yeah. It just reminds me of everyone's like, "How do I get rid of this?" I'm like, "There's more. There's more muscle there than you think." Yes, there's yes. yes, there's fat tissue or the skin. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when you so flex you your tricep sure. and it tightens up and you don't have, it's not jiggly still. Like that's showing you that there's yeah, less. I was like, no offense to there. all the women out there, but you you hear it in the women. They're like, I want to get rid of my bat wings. I'm like, you're, I guess your tricep, like you're strong, like mm. and you got muscle there. And I'm like, and they're doing this thing where they're like jiggling their arm, like, okay. like yes, it'll tighten up as you it'll train it. it up. But same thing. yeah, it's still gonna be jig like yeah, muscles still pliable. Yeah, it, that that's also is really funny that you say that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the bat wings, like you hear it all the time. Uh -huh. You know, uh, I want to lose this. How? I'm like, yeah. mm -hmm. can't. Uh, if we haven't said it before, you cannot spot reduce fat. Yeah, like people that still people still believe that I want to lose fat in this area. Mm. So they're going to try to so do the, thousand crunches. There is data that if you don't train muscle, you actually don't lose as much fat from that from that area. If you don't train it, yeah. If you train it, you, you don't. If you're training that region, you don't lose more by training it more. Yeah. So okay. there is so there is kind of a spot reduction in the context of. If you don't train the train triceps, you're not you're less likely to lose as much fat tissue from that area. But by training it more, you're not going to lose more. That's a good point. Like you still have to incorporate mm -hmm. it. Um, but everyone holds body or body fat differently. Mm -hmm. um, and people lose it from different areas first. And then like they'll be like, Well, I'm not losing it here. It's like, well, you but your you know, your body composition is improving. Yeah. And then two, three weeks later, a month later, it's like, look, you lost it. You lost more from that area. Absolutely. Boom. Yeah, it'll catch it, up eventually. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, your body's taking your body's taking from some from here, from here, from here, from here. You know. But yeah, I was like, you don't have to go in and kill yourself and do um, three thousand mm. crunches or three thousand uh, whatever uh, yeah. rep core workout. Yeah. No. Uh, to it's get tone for no, like, like I said, and that's a good point. Like you're still going to strengthen those muscles mm -hmm. in that area, and they're going to become more prominent. So you're going to see them yeah. eventually, but just to take fat away and, yeah no uh, no yeah good luck no uh, well and you got it and you also have the muscle developments aspect of it where now the muscle is bigger so you're going to see more of it you know the more we train muscle tissue and the more muscle tissue we grow even if we i always tell people i'm like i'm like if we have a if we have someone that's 100 100 pounds 10 percent body fat if we increase and in, you know so that's 10 pounds of body fat for the 100 pounds if we add another five 10 pounds of muscle to that person they're less than 10 percent body fat yeah. And body fat has now been spread over a larger surface area. So their body fat percentage is now smaller, has gone down, and 
they also look leaner because now they have more muscle tissue that the body fat has to be spread across. Absolutely. And with resistance training, hopefully at some point mm. you're, you're going to get hypertrophy, yep. uh, hypertrophic effects from resistance training. Even if your goal isn't hypertrophy, yep. if you're an endurance uh, runner and you do endurance based mm. resistance training, you're still going to get some muscle development yeah. from that. Right. So uh, just, just to what degree. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, with, with it all is I think, you know, in the, the form of athletics, um, you know, a lot of athletic training where we're incorporating that, a lot of that, you know, cardiovascular stuff within the training to some degree, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, you know, plyometrics, plyometrics yeah. you know, agility you know, training, agility yeah, training yeah. has a lot of cardiovascular aspect in it. Yeah. Um, you know, with the rugby players and stuff like that, yeah. that, you know, they're now, I'm having them on Wednesdays now and, you know, we're doing full body workouts and, like this, like the, their first training, their first session, they like they were toast afterwards. So I was yeah. like, ooh, oh. but I but I had them a lot of core stability, like like stabilizing themselves mm-hmm. while doing it while doing a movement. Performing like, and movement. it was it was it, like, it's like it was hard. It was that hard is draining because mm-hmm. just what you're saying. Uh, when you start to really get your core involved, mm-hmm. uh, like I say, like whenever I do a deadlift or like a front squat, which is like you definitely have to do a lot of bracing and like keeping on your core mm-hmm. uh, activated through those movements uh i have never been like more tired yeah. after performing one of those moves like a deadlift or a front squat and i think i told you that after. yeah you're like why are you breathing heavy i was like dude i did like two sets and i'm i'm tired right now so uh no that that takes a lot mm-hmm. out of you especially as you're practicing it yeah it's not like um you're not doing it unconsciously like you actually mm-hmm. have to think about it you're going to be tired after something yeah. like that well, and I'm having them like unilateral dumbbell chest press with their shoulder blades on the bench, but they're in a bridge position. So they're, and then they're up, they're pressing with their left hand and their right legs up and hip, and hip flexion, yeah. like with uh, dorsiflexion happening too. Yeah. So like they're literally balancing on one leg and, and trying to pressing press with, with one other. leg while the other leg's up in hip flexion. I think and that, they're contracting everything. That's, it sounds tough. Oh, dude, uh, it's it's hard. Well, resistance training is just learning how to leverage your yeah. body. Yeah, so that's that's all. It, like, like especially like if you're not in any context, it's just learning how to mm. use your body, how to how to yeah. produce force from you know mm. from your own body, from your own limbs. Understanding what your strengths are. Yeah, right. Using your anatomy. Yeah, all mm. that stuff, dude. It, it's it's a lot of fun. So that sounds like uh, a difficult move. Yeah, it's uh, pretty. It's it's difficult. Like, yeah, but. It's, yeah. You know, so using your entire, all your muscle tissue yeah. to do a movement while bracing mm-hmm. is, is hard. Yeah. Um, and, th- but I would argue that that increases VO2 max that increases that's cardiovascular in, in nature and of itself. And like, you know, for them, like I did assault bike, kettlebell swings, rowers for the conditioning oh, stuff, oh. um, some sprints, but they get into practice and, you know, we're three weeks into practice or something and their first week, they're like, wow, that wasn't as nearly as hard as we were expecting. They were because they're stronger. Like they're able to squat better. They're able to deadlift better. Like their their entire musculature is better. And their functionality of their body is better. Like it's moving yes. as a unit, not just making propelling themselves forward. And their shoulders are just right. like these control dress movement. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and not only that, you're talking about injury prevention, mm-hmm. and you're talking just better performance. Yep. Support itself. We worked on ankle stability and mobility, especially with like rugby. Uh, don't get me wrong; there's definitely a power aspect to mm-hmm. it, but there is that still agile aspect to it. Of yeah. Change of direction mm-hmm. really quickly, turning on your heels oh, yeah. to a different position. So, so I have a guy that's doing personal training with me right now, uh-huh. one of the rugby players, and you know we've been doing like dead drops, like just 
yeah. you know, he's coming off boxes like yeah. really high. And they can't jump in rugby, but I'm having him do broad jumps and, you know, like lateral jumps and, you know, single leg jumps and, you know, all these things. Working on his vertical. And it's like, yeah. well, why am I working on my vertical? Well, you need you, the higher you can get, even though you shouldn't be jumping in rugby. Sure. Yeah, you are yeah. now more agile. Yeah, your calves work better, your feet work better, your ankles are stronger. All these things are better. Yeah, you know. So we need to continue work on that. And, and incorporating go- high impact training mm-hmm. is good for not only bone density, yeah. but just again strengthening mm-hmm. your body. But learning body how learning how to land and take off, like very important. Stop your body and then move immediately after. Yeah. Boom very important and you'll see and i'll bring this to a football aspect yeah. i know rugby and football have some similarities yeah. but look at the running backs in the uh football mm-hmm. christian mccaffrey he does a really good job mm-hmm. of it of, uh, and i'm not i don't watch uh a ton but he does a really good job of it, it seems very fast to everyone else mm-hmm. but it's like man it's literally stopping and going yeah mm-hmm. uh but that is training and training mm. and when you look at football or any other athletics yeah. You when you start watching how their knees and their ankles move together or not together, like that's going to be a really good indicator of injury. Yeah, like injury you'll even potential. see pro athletes who who may load their mm-hmm. ankles wrong. Like like we all don't know. I'm yeah. Good. So like everyone doesn't know how to load their ankle properly in a movement or or even just their lower body. For the most for the most part, when we look at ankles, we want to see that inside ankle bone high. Mm-hmm. When it when it drops, we know that they're they're losing glute medius and then you collapsing sure. and stuff like that so because your ankle bones shifted sent like this yeah it's it's higher on the inside than the outside well so if it's lower on the inside what's happening in the foot the foot's collapsing yeah right so now you're down. losing now you're losing force production because now sure. your crane's slacking that system so yeah. the kinetic chain is not staying tight yeah. but on that note we gotta cut this yeah. um we have we have one question sure uh it was from uh what jacob and he was asking uh, how to change workouts um, and when you, when to do it. Okay. Um, and this is actually interesting because it's going to be our next topic. So we'll give a pretty brief explanation, and then next week we'll we'll cover deeper on yeah, that. We'll get on to it in the next episode. Go ahead. Yeah, just so how to change uh, like or work how to how to change it, how to adapt, and when when you know to change. Always. Well, that was a Thai specific. He was asking you specific. Oh sure, man. Uh, we'll go back to episode one if you haven't checked it out, man. Uh, we got a lot into journaling and just introspection, just looking within yourself. Um, I'll, I'll, my biggest thing I'll say I'll leave it a little bit is just uh, change is necessary, but don't change too soon. Sometimes you need to progress in the movements mm-hmm. that you're doing before you need to go on to the next one, or maybe you need to regress. Mm-hmm. But that's something. Uh, kind of need to look within uh to check mm-hmm. out but so we'll talk about it so what are you looking for within like to be when you decide to make any changes so whether me personally if it's yeah. like if well I'm i mean for a client or, or whatever. Anyway, yeah yeah so if it's um if they're plateauing if they feel mm-hmm. stuck uh that's that's one of the indicators that you could pick right if i'm feeling plateaued we can go back and look at something um whether we need to strengthen something within that chain mm-hmm. or um we need to incorporate another move that's going to help us uh propel mm-hmm. to that next um uh, that next performance, pick, yeah. uh, whether it's lifting more weight, uh, running mm-hmm. longer, whatever the case be. And well, what point do you consider it to be a plateau? Um, mm, that's a, it's okay. That's a tougher <laughs> question. That's a tougher <laughs> question than what it is. Cause if you get into like, like cycles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. No, yeah, cycles, but, cycles but just like really brief. Well, we, really we brief. cover some of yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, really brief. What I call it, consider it as a plateau is if I've, I failed at it more than once. Um, and I've tried, different strategies so like let's say it's a, a deadlift uh i failed let's say 
let's get four or five. Let's say I failed at four or five. Um, whatever, I don't care. It can be two twenty-five. You failed a deadlift. Um, okay, you went home. You tried again next week. You slept. You ate. You tried these little recovery strategies to perform better. Didn't work again. Um, okay. Well, so no. you think that failing twice at the same same not necessarily just weight, twice, but uh, um, because I mean, at a certain point, like our thought process, our our ability to increase in weight is going to diminish. On what? Yeah, on, on any movement. Yeah, so that's why, like, so some, like, I mean, for me, I've always thought that, you know, it's like, well, I mean, if I'm sitting there on the same weight for three or four weeks, okay. Like, if we're trying to, you know, be specific within, but in programming, like, would you program the same weight every single time? No. Yeah. So that would be, that, if you fail at it, then it's one rep max. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. No, no, no. So, so, so what point? We'll save a little bit for it. Uh -huh. uh, but there is a point where you can consider it an actual uh -huh. plateau, where you consider it like physiologically you're uh -huh. stuck. Whether, yeah, yeah, there's a point where um, it feels like uh, all the things that you're doing still isn't getting you past that point. Okay. So, uh, that would be one of the indicators. The, okay. One, there's other indicators yeah, yeah. change, but that yeah. would be one. One of the things yeah, for a plateau. Okay. One. So yeah. So that's so that's when you would make a change to a different type of cycle or yeah. you know deload or whatever. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool, bro. Okay. Well, bro. As always. Yeah. Pleasure. Adam, great time, man. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Um, you know, feel free to leave us a review. We would really appreciate that. Give us a follow on Apple, Spotify, and or Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, we really really enjoy putting these out for you all, but we. Um, are asking for reviews and the follows. Appreciate it. Thank you.